Hi, and welcome to On Air with Danielle Gray. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so I wanted to tell you my story of my domestic violence experience. This podcast has disclaimers. This podcast is made to protect the innocent and also the guilty. Names will not be used for this podcast for safety reasons. Podcast contains inappropriate relationships inappropriate language, and inappropriate relationships. Let me start off by saying I haven't told anyone this story on a podcast before. Let me, let alone the world. I have held this trauma inside for a very long time. I first started dating my boyfriend when I was 14 years old. I was just starting out in high school. I felt really uncomfortable the first time he put his arm around me or held my hand. And I didn't realize that was a red flag at the beginning. I pushed those feelings and those red flags aside because I thought they were just nerves. Normal nerves because it was my first boyfriend ever. I didn't actually think that it was a red sign, a red, a red flag. Sorry, I didn't mean sign, but it, yeah, it's a sign too. Um, he made me feel really uncomfortable at the beginning, and I pushed those feelings aside and ignored them. Nobody should ignore those feelings. I didn't know what they were at first, though, so... Um, I didn't realize they were red flags or my gut telling me that I needed to run. And I felt like I needed to prove something, not only to my so-called friends who made me feel as if I wasn't worthy to have a boyfriend, but I needed to prove to everybody, especially my bullies. And I felt like I needed to just prove to the world that I wasn't unworthy of having a boyfriend and that I was actually worthy of having a boyfriend So that made me push my feelings down, and I ignored the red signs, red flags, red signs. Um, Sorry if I get emotional during this. I haven't really talked about this in such a long time. I have written down some stuff, so it might sound a little crazy, but um, the first time that he really felt off about the relationship was when he would out of the blue just put me down for no reason um make fun of me call me names I wasn't sure why that was and we got in arguments over the clothes that I wore so he started making me wear his oversized sweater I thought it was like a romantic thing in a 90s or millennium teen movie where a boyfriend makes you wear the leather mint like the the jacket like the varsity jackets and I thought it was romantic at first but as time went on I realized that I couldn't just wear my normal clothes and have it unzipped he wanted it zipped up to my neck so that was did make me very happy. 
and I couldn't show off my clothes, which I was a big fashion statement girl at the time, so I liked showing off my clothes. And that made me really sad and angry, and I held that anger in because I didn't want to cause issues with him, so I just kind of said, okay, I'll do whatever you want because I didn't want to fight with him, which is also a major red flag I was ignoring. And as time went on, we had the same kind of issues for a while. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't allowed to talk to my guy friends. I wasn't allowed to talk to many people, actually. I wasn't allowed to talk to my friends. I wasn't allowed to talk to guys who were my friends, who I had classes with, who I enjoyed being around. I grew up around boys. I had cousins that were, I have cousins that are boys that I grew up with. I have brothers. So of course I want to hang out with boys. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but we would start having arguments and they would get worse and worse and worse. So I had to tell my boy, my guy friends, he's not letting me talk to you. He's not letting us like remain friends. We can't speak unless it's only in class. But then he started, my boyfriend started to catch on to the fact that he would call me out and say that I was talking to my boy, my guy friends in classes. And I didn't realize what he was doing, but he told me one time that it was lunch breaks that and bathroom breaks that he had. He would go and check on my classes to see who I was talking to. And at the time, I didn't realize that he basically had spies. My so-called friends were his added spies that would rat me out if I was talking to a guy. Any guy. Even my closest friends that were guys. So they became kind of like this team of people that would spy on me. Even when I would go shopping with a friend or do something outside of anything like just have a girl's day shopping with my girlfriends like I would literally get a cell phone call from him telling me that I wasn't allowed to do that and why was I going out without him I wasn't even allowed to join an extra an outside school club Like, I really, I wasn't even allowed to join a club unless he joined it with me. So I had no escape from him. I had no alone time. It was to the point where I was so angry. I was lashing out at my parents. I was lashing out at my family members. I was so mad that I just, I had to release it somehow. And I was so afraid to release it in front of him because he was so scary. I was afraid that he was going to hurt me more, not only with words, but like I was scared that he was going to escalate. And that's exactly what happened. I remember this one time where I was talking to a guy that I used to know in elementary school and in junior high. I was just talking to him and we got into this vicious fight 
to the point where he held my wrist so hard I thought it was broken because I was talking to a guy that I used to know. And he was so angry about it. And every fight since then on became about anything that crossed his boundaries, his lines, that I he didn't like me doing. So I wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. And if I even had a guy friend with me at lunchtime where I would serve lunch in the cafeteria and have a friend and start laughing with them then we would get into an argument and that argument happened he pushed me into a parked car and then I remember a time where I was after school talking to a guy friend and he got really really mad at me and he pushed me hard into a locker now these were the only physical times that he's physically hurt me but they were not okay it was not okay and the fact that he turned it on me and made me feel bad about the situation and made him the victim wasn't right all of these are red flags in my opinion and I started talking my mom and I started talking again and she was pointing out to me I don't like the way that your boyfriend's treating you now, my brothers were doing the same thing. They were telling me, I don't like the way that this guy is treating you. So my mom and I were coming up with a plan to get me the hell out of there. And I told her, I don't want to make this work. She said, we can either make this work or you can leave. And I said, I don't want to make this work. I want to get out of this relationship. I can't breathe. I don't know who I am. I didn't know who I was in the beginning of this relationship at 14 years old, let alone to be 15 or 16 at this moment and still not know who I am is a very scary process because you're literally treated so badly that all you feel is nothing. And all I felt was nothing or anger. And I just wanted to leave. So when we did hash up this plan, my mom and I were ready to do it. We were going to do it very slowly. And then a big incident happened. Um, this is really hard to talk about. Sorry. My boyfriend date raped me. I didn't know what date rape was at the time. Um, I kind of left my body when it happened. I still have trauma and sexual trauma from this experience. I, I'm working on healing myself with that. I always have been. Um, I'm 35 right now and I'm, I'm still working on that, but this was my breaking point. He, he literally, he took the last thing of me that was mine and I felt like, I didn't feel like I was anything. I didn't feel like I was a person anymore. I, I didn't feel like I was me I didn't even know who I was 
uh, I was very scared to press charges against him because he scared me. He he was very scary. He was six foot something, and I'm like five foot one or five foot two, and to feel very much like unsafe with a boyfriend is not a good feeling and to also be date raped and have to deal with police officers on top of that I felt dirty I felt so dirty I felt so dirty for months months and months and months and I couldn't wash it away I felt sick to my stomach I blamed myself Not to mention the fact that he was cheating on me, which I found out while we were dating and also after we broke up. We would have on and off breakups, which wasn't a good sign either, but I had a hard time leaving because I was so scared and I didn't feel like my friends had my back and I was afraid about that. Because the minute I broke up with this guy, they were on his side 100%. They were looking for a reason to come after me. They weren't my friends. They were so-called friends. And the pain from that, the trust that was broken from that, from not having anybody on my side from losing all my guy friends who luckily came back into my life and stood by me and helped me pick up my pieces and reminded me who I was and who I am they and a lot of other people cheered me on thank god for the bravery of um stepping away from this abusive relationship they also became my new community and my new friends they gave me a reason to lift my head every day and go to school and to find myself again because mentally i didn't i was lost i i was so lost i was so scared i didn't know what was going to happen next let alone what was going to happen while I was going to find myself. So, as I finish off this podcast, I want to remind you that to keep going, and October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I also want to leave in my show notes a book called Shatter for Mental Health. It's a poetry book. It's called Shattered by Denise Byers. I will link leave the link below in my um, in my podcast. I also am going to leave you a link to a local violence shelter called. Denise House. It's not related to us in any way. It's not really related to Dandelion Publishing or Shattered 
or Denise Byers, it's related to, it's just a local shelter for women called Denise House. I will leave that link in my show notes, and I will also leave a link to a domestic violence organization called BTSADV. I will leave that in my show notes too. And on the next episode, we will talk about what happened after my teenage abusive relationship got further into a really bad place. But for right now, I'm just going to leave it at this and say thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to um, subscribe, to follow, to rate my podcast. And thank you so much for sharing it on your social media so more and more people find out who I am. And this is On Air with Danielle Gray, signing off for now. Thank you so much for everybody who took the time out to listen to my story. And see you in the next episode.